0: Small Business Lifeline, Crane's podcast to navigate the coronavirus crisis. My name is Christine Hani-Dare Bryan, and I am an editor with Crane Communications. There are still so many risks with reopening and running a business in the world we live in. And so today I'm going to take just 10 minutes of your time to offer some small businesses specific tips on how to manage all the risks that they're facing right now. We're first going to head to New York and talk to an insurance industry veteran about addressing some of the biggest fears that he finds small businesses are facing. And we're then going to head to Florida to talk to a major insurer about specific ways his firm has helped his clients mitigate risk. And hopefully this will all help your business as well. Greg Dasher is Vice President of Small Business Underwriting at CNA and he is based near Orlando in Florida. Greg manages about the company's 50 small business underwriters and has policies with over 100,000 small businesses who employ less than 100 workers each. So he is here and has some great tips to share about what he is learning from the small businesses that his company is working with. Greg, it's great to have you on our show.
1: Thanks, Christine. It's great to be here today.
0: Tell us about the small business owner you worked with in California on how to manage what would seem to me to be a small risk.
1: We had a barbershop come to us, and they were considering cutting hair and styling hair on the sidewalk. And and, and it seemed like a simple question. All they wanted to know is, are they covered? Our team working with our agent said, well, you are covered. There's not an issue with that, but there's a couple things you need to think about. Like One. Uh, do you need a permit? Is the city gonna want to know that you have proper insurance and add them as an additional insured? So they did check into that and that was true, that you would need a permit and they would need to be an additional insured. So they thought about it more and they thought, well, even, with, there's no science to COVID around if you're blowing someone's hair, or just spread it or not, but they were, we talked through that with them and they made the decision, you know what, we're gonna just keep staying inside of the barber shop. And, go out on the sidewalk. So we help them to make a critical decision uh, around picking on how much risk as a small business owner.
0: That's very interesting because I would think it would be almost safer to be outside than inside.
1: Yeah, it seems that way and it may have been fine, but it's the additional steps they have to jump through to make sure that the city's happy with what they're doing and uh, they're small business owners. Everything they have to do takes away from their focus of cutting hair. Right. In essence, uh, they ended up using the inside of the barbershop shop and actually spreading out the care. So it, it worked in their favor, and then they didn't have to add the city as an additional insurer.
0: How have you advised clients who are trying to cut costs? I'm talking to so many small businesses right now who are just trying to see what costs they can cut here and there.
1: We have a perfect example. One of our insurers, um, a mailing and addressing company in Texas, called in. And they wanted to cancel their workers' comp insurance. They were trying to find a way to save money during this downturn of the economy due to COVID. And, and it sounded good as a small business owner, but the problem with that is they need to have insurance for their workers. One, it's required, and another, you don't want your workers uh, getting hurt on the job and somehow not having coverage because that's not a place you want to be as a business owner. So we talked them through a different type of payment plan. It's called Work Comp Pay As You Go. And what it does is if you have ten employees and that amount of payroll, that's how much you pay your percentage for Work Comp Premium. If you only have four employees, you pay less that time period. So it's more cyclical for when uh, an insured is growing or shrinking instead of paying the set amount of premium. It actually was a solution for them. They were so happy because their premium went down because their payroll's down. Then once they grow again and once the economy takes off, they'll be able to change it again. So it's probably the best solution for them and businesses like them at this time in the economy.
0: Wonderful. Now, so many businesses I'm talking to are saying they'll expand their business right now by offering delivery. What's your take on uh, stepping up delivery services for customers?
1: It depends on the type of the customer. We had one come to us out of Tennessee with that very similar question. They were a small deli. They didn't have a lot of employees. And they said, hey, we're we're looking at doing delivery. We want our employees to go ahead and use their cars and, and here in Tennessee and then deliver our subs. And it sounded good. But then we started walking them through. Have they been trained on delivery? how do they drive all of the things that they need to start asking questions and and do you really want your employees on the road and so we said what about if you have a pickup window and you do curbside pickup and they said well we didn't think about that so we worked with our risk control team and we showed them a way to set up where they were in the parking lot and on the edge of their deli people could come and pick up their subs. It actually became a better solution for them because as COVID and where we've been going through with COVID-19, if you've noticed, a lot of restaurants ended up with a curbside pickup and that became very popular. And, and it actually helped them and, and it ended up being the best solution for them because they still got an increase in sales and it worked through the time period that they've been going through. And then they didn't have their employees who weren't trained going out on the road and delivering sandwiches.
0: Great, Dasher. It's been great having you on our show. Thank you. Have a great day. Tom Begis is the founder of Insuri and former global head of risk management at Dun & Bradstreet. He has more than two decades of experience helping large companies manage risk and navigate insurance issues. And he started Insuri in May to now help small businesses and entrepreneurs get affordable access to top quality advice and information about risk management. He's been working with small business clients mainly in New York City and Arizona over the past few months. Tom, it's great to have you on our show. Thank you for having me. So let's talk about one of the biggest fears your clients have right now. What do they do if a worker gets COVID?
2: That is the biggest fear. Right now, it's still uncertain whether workers' compensation coverage will be granted to the employees of the office. Uh, currently, the workers' compensation coverage is fluid, viruses and colds, many governors Around the country, have extended workers' compensation coverage to include essential workers, including healthcare workers, but the coverage is not for all employees.
0: If I'm a small business and my workers are not eligible for workers' comp, what do I do as I get ready for the fall and a possible another wave?
2: It is important to get your PPE in order to carry you through the fall. Make sure your office is ready with your dividers, your hand sanitizers. Encourage all your employees to wear masks, use flexible working schedules, have a policy in place for testing. There's talk about giving health care insurance to frontline workers as well. So these are just some of the things that you can use in order to get ready for the fall.
0: What's the second biggest fear you're hearing about from small business clients right now?
2: They are really worried about cyber liabilities in a work from home environment. They're also concerned about the productivity of their employees. I have a New York State real estate developer that just recently upgraded their systems to protect many of their employees um, from working from home. They are also sort of um, incorporating several different network monitoring uh, software to prevent employees from downloading unauthorized files to prevent viruses from spreading is really a big concern and as you know that uh, cyber liability um, breaches have been very common in the past currently some of our clients have also expressed that cyber extortion has been a big issue where cyber hackers have sort of been logging into their computers and 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 sort of holding their system hostage until they pay up So these are just some of the things that clients are um, uh, facing while having their staff work from
0: home. What are some small changes I can make as a small business owner when it comes to cybersecurity? The best
2: thing to do at this point in time is to sort of take a very proactive approach on a very basic level. Uh, Look at the amount of time the computer screen goes into an inactive phase before login credentials pop up. This is important to ensure that while the employee's away from their computer, no one can gain unauthorized access.
0: Got it. Now, there's also been a lot of talk about business interruption insurance through COVID. A lot of small businesses have said to me they have not been happy about how things have worked for them and how they have not been compensated. What do you think is going to happen going forward?
2: This is is a hot topic, um, especially in the litigation arena. Many, although it's very rare, but um, uh, there are some policies out there that are unclear or, or silent as it relates to business interruption uh, in regards to COVID-19. And these policyholders, small business owners, they are litigating against the various insurers. One of the, the great things about this particular uh, policy language is because that the usually the small business owners do not have any input in drafting the insurance policy language. So I believe that will work in the favor of the small business owners as the court decides these lawsuits.
0: So it sounds like we might have some good news for small business owners going forward.
2: I believe so, and I hope so, because they can—they need all the good news that they can get at this moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I agree completely. Tom Begis with Sherry, it's been great having you on our show.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to Small Business Lifeline. This has been Christine Honeydare Bryan with Crane Communications. Please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast networks. And if you have story ideas, please email me at C D A R E B R Y A N at C R A I N S N E W Y O R K dot com. We'll be coming to you each week with more tips on how small businesses can still survive through this pandemic. Have a great week.